0: Good afternoon or evening or morning or pre evening or whatever time of day you happen to be listening to this little podcast of mine. This is Jennifer Haley. I am an osteopathic physician and a sports trainer. I don't know why I called myself that. National Academy of Sports Medicine certified trainer and a body talk practitioner and a Reiki master and a hypnotherapist. And I am coming to you live today from my kitchen. To talk to you a little bit about something that really was in my awareness today. And it's, it's kind of a funny old saying that at least I used to hear a lot. You can please some of the people all the time, but you can't please all of the people all the time. So the title that I chose was you can't, you, you can't please all the people all the time. For this podcast today, this episode... You know, I have been trying to stick with these real regularly, and life just tends to get in the way. So I've decided I'm just going to shoot them out there randomly every week to 10 days. It's a little bit easier for me right now, which speaks to you can't please all the people all the time. I've not got a big following yet, but I'm not giving up. So the inspiration for this kind of came from my morning. Um, I always have a few little notes about things I want to talk about, and I had a couple of really great potential topics, but, you know, I had a patient this morning who, it's hard doing telemedicine. It's hard doing medicine, period. Okay, next, next statement. Telemedicine can be difficult because there are other barriers, like technology doesn't always work, you know, or sometimes it works, but there's some imperfection in the connection, and there's clicking, or there's background noise or their volume isn't good or they have their finger over the microphone or you know I've had everything you can think of I've had people that were naked um, or seemingly close to naked or just all kinds of stuff that makes things a little more challenging so you know I've learned to roll with it pretty well but frequently the volume is off or the some something is wrong and it's difficult for each of us to hear and, you know, sometimes I ask questions and people answer what they think they hear or want to hear. I'm not sure. And, you know, so the, the appointment didn't start off right. I was trying to verify meds and allergies. And then the patient was looking for a therapist, which frequently happens. And, you know, psychiatrists in this day and age, for better or worse, typically are medication providers. We are specialists in the behavioral, biological, or not behavioral, biological management of mental health, but a lot of us are not therapists. A lot of us are not trained in therapy. I was very fortunate to go to a program that was pretty heavy therapy training, and I had my own interest in it and kind of went off in another direction, but the the long and the short of it is, and there were other factors about the patient I feel diagnostically that made it this way but this patient was very unhappy with me and I think there was some embarrassment of not knowing the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist and you know just disappointment in not having a therapist because even if I do a therapy session with someone on that platform I can't follow them as a therapist because they're only going to get 15 minute sessions there's no way around it and even then 15 minutes is really difficult for me because I have that time to document and see the patient. And, you know, it just, it didn't go well. And it was, it was one of those situations where I really empathized with the person. Clearly they were hurting, clearly they were in need, and clearly they were upset about things that were beyond my control and beyond their control. And it's, it's not, it just came, it struck me as how it's not helpful for anyone in that situation to get upset. We all get upset. It's very easy for us to get upset and blame everything in our environment as the problem. But ultimately, sometimes the only thing to be upset at is the system, or just to be realistic that there was a miscommunication. And Regardless of all of that, if it's true, you know, the studies regarding psychotherapy have consistently shown that the most important factor in psychotherapy is the connection between the therapist and the patient. I joke with a friend of mine, I'm like, I could sit there and read you the phone book. And as long as we had a good connection from a spiritual quantum perspective, we'd be just as effective. So, you know, this this person was not very nice to me this morning, and I understood their frustration, more than they might know. Um, but I also couldn't really do anything about it and tried to be supportive as I could and move on with my day because, you know, I send them all kinds of love and prayer and hope that they get their needs met. But that is all I can do other than try to provide education, which they did not want to hear. And and that's okay. That's not where they're at. Um, now, you asked me this three years ago, it would have been a topic that I wouldn't even brought up on here because I handled things differently then. <laughs> but, you know, it, it brought me back to thinking about my mentor. And my mentor, I bring him up all the time. His name is Bill Bauman. Um, I have a few others, my psychiatric mentor as uh, Lonnie Rosen. But Bill was a psychologist. Actually, he was a priest turned psychologist. And he still has a, if you dig deep in the YouTube archives, you can find a couple of his talks. One was on Buddha at the gas pump. And Bill, I, I mean, I thought the world of Bill. But, and it's interesting that I'm bringing this up because this weekend in 2010 was my first weekend retreat with Bill. And I remember building up to going there. I went, I met some friends of mine, acquaintances, in Chicago where the meeting was being held. They were coming from Michigan and I was living in Wisconsin at the time. And I met them at the hotel they were staying at. um, Actually, maybe I was staying there too. I don't recall, but anyway, I met them at the hotel. And, um, I did drive down from Wisconsin that morning cause Chicago was only about 90 minutes away where it was, you know, several hours from the place in Michigan they were, and we were getting ready to go. And they're like, you know, Bill is great, but Bill is different. You know, Bill's not for everybody. We don't really like him because of the boundary, you know, we like him and we think he's great, but he's not our favorite because, you know, he's just got, he's hard to get to. And, and so basically they were describing that he had very strong boundaries now, as a psychiatrist, I very much appreciate that. Like, you could not easily reach Bill. If you wanted to talk to him about a problem or a concern or get a little extra side help or whatever, You, it wasn't probably going to happen. Um, if you wanted to communicate with him, you had to go through his assistant, and then he would decide if that was appropriate or not. And there were times where I tried to get help from him and didn't get any help from him, and there were times where I barely tried to get help from him and got a tremendous amount of help from him, and you know, to to some it seemed random, I knew it was not random, because Bill was really honest, is a very, he's a very enlightened being in a human body, and um he was not very well known, because he didn't want to be, and again, he wasn't for everybody, because of a lot of reasons, Um, you went to Bill if you were serious about getting some serious work done, and it was an intense experience, and he, you know, got me so far, and I respect the people that got me to the place where I could even receive what he had to offer. But, you know, when you were with him, when you were with Bill, you were in this loving presence. And I think there was a huge disconnect for people of of why can this person be so present and loving? And then when it's my time of need is not there for me. Now, as a psychiatrist, I fully understood that because you have to have boundaries. You have to take care of yourself. You have to be able to you know, be fully present when you're, well, you don't have to, because a lot of people aren't, but that's the way I believe it needs to be done. So the point is, that doesn't work for anybody, everybody. It works for a lot of people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And the other thing I really learned from him is neutrality is important. Um, there's this movie, if you have seen it, it's Avengers Age of Ultron. And it's really a, a fun movie. It's kind of a ridiculous movie, but it's a very fun movie. And part of what they do in this movie is bring this consciousness into a a body and make it flesh and blood. And when they do this, they're doing it to fight an evil other consciousness that they brought into a body unintentionally. And it's, it's very dramatic, of course, but it's interesting because when these this the quote unquote good guys bring this new being to life, they say, "Are are you for us or against us?" And basically asking, "Are you a good person like us and believe in what we're believing? Are you a bad person like Ultron?" And we need someone who's not going to be on his side. And we need someone to destroy him. And you know, this character thoughtfully says, "I don't think it's that simple anymore. I I'm on the side of life, and I love that because." that is how i try to practice i'm I'm not i'm neutral (laughs) and I'm, i'm not trying to throw any harm your way but i am also just neutral and it's important to be neutral because that's where the magic happens but that doesn't work for everybody and some people are in a place where they want someone who is you know on their side or some people want to just fight which i don't really think that's very helpful or healthy but it is often what happens so the point of all of this, again, is that not everything is for everybody, and we need to realize that we are where we are, and some things are helpful for us now that may or may not be the next time around. So being patient and kind and, and respectfully saying, hey, I don't think this is going to work for me. And when someone says that to you, I, I said this to the patient today, I said, I, I don't think this is a good fit, and, I, and it wasn't. But to some people, that's a rejection. And I I hear that, I get that. But at the same time, it's most kind for me to say that and loving for me to recognize and acknowledge that I'm not the best fit for this person. And that's not gonna do good for them. That's probably maybe gonna be too much or or potentially harmful and not by my intention, but just because sometimes that's the way it goes. So I had a different ending to this podcast, which got deleted because I had an incoming call, but hopefully it's congruent enough and people get enough out of it to realize that you can't please everybody all the time. But what you can do is be in your truth, be honest, be neutral, and be kind. Kindness sometimes is saying this isn't a good match. And sometimes kindness is saying, you know, I'm not in a space where I can help you right now. Um, in body talk, when we start the session, we first ask permissions and I went to a study group the other day and the person I did some work on people, people do work on me. It's fun, right? You practice and you get work and it's great. But the person who, um, initially started working on me did not have permission from a practitioner perspective. And we sat and we talked about it and we had a couple deep breaths and a good laugh. And we did the basic protocol called cortices and then it was Okay. But at that time, that person was not in the space to do it, and that's okay. And I just think we all need to be more mindful of that. That doesn't mean we run away or cop out. It just means we need to be aware when we're not in the moment present for the other party. So on that note, I appreciate everybody for listening. I'm I'm just grateful for all my mentors and people along the way that have taught me things, even when they were hard lessons. And my greatest teacher, my little furry baby over there, my familiar, Declan, who has escaped death, and thankfully so, he uh, got real sick on me last year, but there was a very valuable lesson in that, and he's still with me and thriving, and he owns this place and me, so that's nice, um, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you are questions or comments or somebody wants some body talk, I'm up and going, and certified, and it's a great modality, and until next time, have a good one.